People worry about having money, but a deal is worth way more than money. If the deal is good, money will never be an issue. Having a good property acquisition strategy is one of the first steps in real estate. And unfortunately, it's one of the most challenging. This is the naked truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another no BS episode right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, The Naked Truth About Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Javier Hinojo. And today I have Ross Hamilton, originally from Wilmington, North Carolina. Now he's in the western part of North Carolina in Asheville. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. So he used to live east of me. Now he lives west of me. Both great places. Wilmington is wonderful. Asheville is beautiful as well. He is the founder of Connected Investor. I remember when that came out many years ago, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago. And it might've been longer, but I remember seeing when it first started and I was actually one of the first folks to register for that. You sold that company, but you've been involved in real estate, finding deals, flipping, a lot of aspects of real estate. But today I just want to talk about your journey. I know you have a lot to offer and you've been able to do a lot in the real estate side, be an investor, sell a company, but let me go ahead and let you give the background because I just... Can't do it justice, man. Go ahead, Ross. No, thanks so much for having me here. And thanks for being one of our first members. I actually remember your profile because when I first started, I had probably a hundred fake profiles that were me because no one was using the site. Connected Investors is a social networking site for real estate investors, right? When you first started, if there's no people, it doesn't work. So I was running all these different accounts. They didn't have bots back then. And It's been a long journey, but yes, I got into real estate at a very young age because prior to that, I thought I was going to be a BMX superstar. I used to ride with Dave Mira, who was like the Michael Jordan of BMX, suffered an injury, had to figure out a way to get my life back on track, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, found real estate. And what I realized is real estate investing is the best option for people with limited options. I was completely broke. My job at the time, I was actually a dumpster diver. I would drive from dumpster to dumpster and I would pick out all of the scrap padding and bring it back to a warehouse and recycle it. What year was that? Gosh, that was probably 2001. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Connected Investor started in 2005, 2006. And I just had a little breaking point one day. It was hot in July. I was sweating. I had pads stuck to me. And I'm like, man, there's got to be something bigger than this for me. I can't just be recycling, disgusting scrap pad. And that's what led me to real estate. I wanted to get into something where there was no roof over my head, where it was all up to me. I didn't have to ask for approval. I just had to have good habits, surround myself with good people, put in the time, and I would be able to reach my goal of financial retirement. What is that? That's when you have way more money coming in passively than you have going out. That was my first goal. I wanted to retire financially and real estate was the number one way to do that. So at a young age, I started creatively buying a lot of real estate. I didn't have much money. So I had to get good at subject twos. I had to get good at creative financing. I had to get good at creative partnering. And I partnered and innovated my way to having about 50 houses by the time I was 23 that I was owner in or part owner in. And I reached financial security at around 23. I was making thousands and thousands of dollars a month, whether I went to work or not, which was a big thing then. And I just kept it going. But what I realized is the more people I was connected with, the more money I made. So I founded Connected Investors, a social network just for real estate investors back in 2005 when Facebook wasn't really much of a thing. It was in a few colleges. 
there was MySpace. So it was just a simple social network that grew and blossomed. Yeah, that's awesome. As you're talking about your journey, I remember back, you were doing these videos of you walking some properties in Wilmington. You were like doing some videos, somebody was filming you. I don't recall, but I don't know if you're trying to do a channel or was it a TV show? Am I off or no? No, 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 no. I had a flip camera. Remember those things? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just record my day and I said, you know what? I want to shoot a little flip this house type show. So I shot my own flip this house type show called Really Flip. Okay. It was more about the life of a real estate investor, not about one property, but just what it takes to be a real estate investor. And we shot a bunch of series myself and a business partner of mine. And yeah, it was a really fun way to allow people to ride beside me before that was the way things were done. But yeah, no, it was great to flip those properties. Oh, that is awesome. So you bring back a lot of memories because I started back in 2014. And when somebody's new, they're like a sponge, right? They're just so much information. Now there's a lot more than it was in 2014. And there's just so much information. Am I going to do a subject two? Am I going to do this? It's just a lot of shiny objects. But I would say, hey, just buy something, stick with it, get your first project. So let's talk about that, right? You were dumpster diving. Yeah. I'm going to get into real estate. So tell me, having a lot of money, because I get folks in the show, they're making 600K a year and they had a hundred houses, they had extra money and then they did it full time, right? Definitely you were not making 600K a year. Definitely didn't had to exit a company or sold a company or got a nice paycheck. So you were broke. So you had to go the subject to creative finance. Subject to basically means it takes over somebody's mortgage, but just walk me through that process. Yeah. We know a lot of people in real estate, there's two big problems. Where do I get the deal? Where do I get the money? Right. You're going to go back and forth to those two problems. And it's like chicken before the egg. Right. I didn't have any money. So I said, I'm going to get really good at finding deals. So the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And back when I rode BMX, I surrounded myself with the best BMX riders that I could find. I was fortunate enough to have the best in the world move to my town. But I did anything I could to help that gentleman. I helped him build his skate park. I worked at his place for free. I just wanted to be around someone who was able to do things that I thought were completely impossible. And it made me a better rider. And when I got into real estate, I did the same thing. So the first thing I did is I built a network of the individuals in town that were just doing things that I didn't think were possible at the time. And I just started showing up at this one guy's office and working for him. He didn't say, Hey, I'm going to mentor someone. He didn't put out a program. I just started showing up and said, Hey, do you need help with anything? I can put some signs out for you. I can go to the courthouse. And he would give me these little tasks and I come back and I'd be like, now what? And he's like, go show this house for me. I'm like, okay, go clean this house out for me. All right. So I just started helping this real estate investor in town and I got to watch him start to do deals. And you said something that sprung this really funny memory information back then was not readily available. So I walked into his office and he had like every course. And I would just sit there and just read all of these courses until he kicked me out of his office because that information was behind closed doors. But the thing is, I really, really valued that information because it wasn't readily available. So I would learn something and I would go do it. You don't have to know everything to get started. So after watching him do deals for a while, I was able to come across some properties on my own and I wasn't scared to do that first deal. Now, my first deal was nothing magnificent. It actually wound up being really good, but I just bought a property as a primary residence, right? It was nothing special. It was close to the college and it had two garages in the backyard that I turned into rentals. So I was able to live at my own house and make $600 a month. That was 
a pretty big step forward because now every dollar I made, I was able to reinvest back into real estate. I got an equity line on the house, was able to pull about $40,000 in cash out. So now I wasn't scared of real estate. And BMX also taught me how to mitigate risk, right? I wasn't scared of risk. I wasn't scared of real estate. I'd seen it done a few times. The guy who I was working for was not that smart. I mean, to be honest, real estate's simple. Buy low, sell high. You can make it complex, but the fundamentals of it are simple. So I took that 40, 50 grand I had. I mean, that's not a lot of money. You can't retire off 40 or 50 grand. You can't even buy a semi-decent car for that money. But I was able to turn that into many, many houses that I would buy with creative seller financing. And seller financing to me is also creative partnering, right? Because if I found a deal and I couldn't personally control it, they didn't want to do a subject to, they wouldn't do seller financing. They wouldn't take any of my three offers, which were three different ways to finance it. I would find someone that could close on the property. And rather than wholesaling it to them, I would partner with them and say, listen, I'm going to bring you the deal. I'm going to do all the work. I'm going to fill the house. I'm going to sell the house. You just got to write the check. I'll do everything else. And that worked just a few times. And that few times was enough for me to start building a track record of being successful in real estate. And then I was able to do more and more deals. So anyway, that's the first few deals I did and how I leveraged one deal into many deals. So then you made a great point there. You did whatever it takes to learn, right? So you're working for free. Yeah. Ross, we have a bunch of horses back there. I need you to go shovel shit from one side to the other side. You'd be like, all right, I'll let you know what yes, I'm done. Sir. You started doing projects, right? So number one, you have to learn, right? Getting the right mindset, right? And then hanging out with an investor, right? And then taking action. I, I talk about it all the time. Very easy, right? First, you got to see yourself doing it, hang around with the right people, and then actually take action. There's a lot right. of details in between, right? A lot of details. But it's basically that simple. And so you built that credibility. We said, hey, I had to partner at first. Maybe you gave up a bigger piece of the deal or you spent a lot of sweat equity. But you know what? You had to pay your dues. So tell me what happened once you started building that credibility, right? Was it a little bit easier to find deals? Or maybe now it was a lot easier for people to invest in your projects or maybe a combination of both? Yeah, I'll get into that. I just want to say one thing. The investor, what he did to me is he made me knock on doors. I don't know if anyone ever here has ever went door knocking. But there's no way to get better at learning than knocking on doors because you're face-to-face with people. You have to be able to speak on your feet. You have to figure things out. So I didn't overcomplicate it. I said, I'm just going to knock on the doors, get people that are interested in selling their house. And that was step one. And I got good enough at that to where I was able to start building rapport with people. And what I decided to focus all my time on was being able to find discounted properties because people worry about having money, but a deal is worth way more than money. My mentor said, Russ, if the deal is good, money will never be an issue. And he was so true. Anytime I had a good deal, I was able to figure out a way to get it closed and make money. If I didn't have a good deal, I couldn't get it closed. So having a good property acquisition strategy is number one. It's one of the first steps in real estate. And fortunately and unfortunately, it's one of the most challenging, but you can just break it down into, I'm just going to talk to people every day, right? If you're not making offers, you're not making money. So I would just count how many offers I was able to make every week. And I was able to build a pipeline of real estate deals and then start training other people. Like I became a guru by accident. I was just a kid at the time that was at the RIA that had a lot of business. Other kids wanted to work with me. So I would send them out to knock on doors and I had to start training people to grow my business. And that's when this whole thing started to blossom. 
Oh, this is awesome. I love the story. You started with nothing. You were dumpster diving. You were doing whatever it took. You didn't even ask, hey, can you mention me? Like, can I come to work? Tell me what to do. You just showed up. <laughs> you just showed up and you started doing some work. That is awesome. There was the joke. He would always say, I tried to get rid of this kid for like six or seven months, but he just kept showing back up. <laughs> that is awesome. That's just a great story. But it just shows when you have a purpose, right? Not a motivation because I think motivation's trash because motivation come and goes. But if you got a purpose, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're motivated that day or not, right? You just say, hey, I got a purpose and you show up every day. So going from that, right, to being the founder of a social media platform for real estate investors, you grew that, you recently exited that. We're going to just go from dumpster diving, knocking on doors. Yeah. What's the future? We're sitting here chatting about what are you seeing in the future of real estate, right? So let's talk about your sale. You sold your company. Just tell me a little bit about that. And then what's your role right now? Yeah. Well, in staying on the vein of finding good deals, being the owner of Connected Investors, I was able to see what everyone was talking about. And in the early days, everyone was like, hey, I need money. I need money. I need money. It used to be hard to get money for deals. So we launched a platform to where we had every private lender sign up and we would match private lenders with real estate investors. You press a few buttons and you're talking to someone that would want to be a partner or lend on your deals. So we really innovated. That was a big innovation in the space. And it allowed us to grow very, very quickly because the social network, we weren't really making money on. And then deals got hard to find. So we said, hey, we really have to solve this. That's where I came from, right? I used to go to the courthouse and open up the files and look at them and write them down and then knock on the door. So I understood the DNA of real estate data. And we launched a platform called PIN that was like an Airbnb user interface that allowed you to search and sort through any type of deal and find potential good deals that were not listed on the MLS. And that grew and grew and grew. And we were buying data from a lot of different sources. One of them was First American. They handle one out of every three real estate closings. They've been in business since the days of horse and buggies, since 1890. They are the number one real estate data company in America. A lot of the other big ones are spinoffs of their company. So they are number one. And I had a good relationship with First American. I was never planning on selling to them. We had had Lending Tree try to buy us back in the day, but we outgrew their offer and we held on a little longer. And then First American reached out to us while a few other companies were talking to us. And they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. We sold to them. I'm still advising and helping them with the product. But yeah, now, I mean, here's the good thing. If you're part of Connected Investors or use PIN, like First American is investing millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in the platform that we already invested millions. That was already fantastic. So when they came to me to want to buy, I was excited to sell, but I was also scared because if they didn't buy me and they bought one of my competitors, how in the heck was I going to compete with an $8 billion company that owns the data? It was either sell or I had about five years to figure out how to fold up. So I was glad I had a good relationship with the individuals and they came to me first. We worked out a very favorable deal and we sold. But now it's fantastic because I've got to peek behind the curtain of a Fortune 100 company, one of the top 100 companies in America. They invest in companies. I see the companies they're investing in and sit with their founders. So there's some really exciting things happening in the real estate space. And I can go into some of those if you'd like. Yeah, just give me top two or three yeah. or like kind of your favorite things. Yeah. Well, if you are in real estate and wanting to scale, or you've been on the sidelines for a while, right now is the time. I predict it's about five years before all of the inefficiencies that are in real estate work themselves out 
And it will be very hard to be a mom and pop come up real estate investor. Real estate has brokers, right? Anytime there's a broker, it means something's broken. It means something's not moving correctly. There's someone standing in the way and those obstacles are being removed. So right now is the last time I believe that someone can get into real estate and really grow it. So get into real estate right now, number one. I'm seeing the Wall Street companies that are coming in. What's happening on top of all that is my prediction from what I've seen is every house, every property will essentially be like its own stock. People will be able to sell little bits and pieces of their house. There'll be markets and second markets for this. So real estate will just be a lot more fluid and there won't be the friction of selling. There's a lot of big companies that are working on this. And then there's some really cool things. Like last year, I bought about 176 properties. And I was talking with this founder of this well-funded company. And what they're doing is moving properties to the blockchain and NFTs, all that stuff that probably makes most people's minds just go cross-eyed. I've started to understand that. And by moving a property into the blockchain, if I own it, I'll get a royalty every time it sells in perpetuity forever. So there's just all these cool things that are coming that are making real estate a lot more fast and fluid. But to me, gone are the days of going to the courthouse and finding a good deal. I mean, I used to actually, I don't know if I should admit this, but if I found a good deal at the courthouse, I would take that file and take SP286 and put it at SP187, <laughs> accidentally misplace the file because that deal was a $100,000 deal if this person sold to me, right? But there's no more days of hiding data. Everything is out in the open. And it's a really exciting time to be building in real estate right now. But the urgency to get as many properties as you can, in my opinion, has never been higher. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. There's so much technology with technology just evolving so quickly, especially the last six months, 12 months. If you're not up to date on a weekly basis, you're behind. As crazy as that sounds, I got a good friend of mine who's really into technology, works for a large company in San Francisco, and he works basically on AI, right? That's his role. He's one of the executives of his big company. And he's like, he can't keep up. Like, oh my goodness, this is insane. Yeah. You need AI to keep up with all of the new AI. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, one of the things that they see that has been kind of antiquated, like dinosaur has been real estate. Yeah. It's, it's just like a dinosaur. I mean, there's been innovation, but it just, like you said earlier, the process, streamlining everything, just a lot of steps. And he's saying just as soon as it's available and you have the right platform, the right security, the right everything where everybody feels comfortable, that's the biggest thing, right? Is that fear, making sure everybody trusts, like putting your money in the bank. You trust that. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So as long as that trust is there, say, hey, well, I'm going to do this. Like you said, put in the blockchain or do something with it that is like out of the norm for the last few hundred years. As soon as people start doing that, it's going to take off. So uh, yeah. it's pretty exciting. It's the last big piece of the economy that hasn't been revolutionized. And it's because people make money from the inefficiencies, right? So they're doing all they can. Real estate agents are like the number one lobbyist out there. Maybe number one, number two, right next to the big guys out there. So it's really interesting what's happening for sure. And guys, listen, you're not going to be replaced by AI. You're going to be replaced by someone who uses AI, right? I agree. I heard that quote the other day and I'm like, that's the right way to think for sure. And there's a lot of real estate AI stuff happening right now. I've seen it. I've been part of the early conversations and yeah, things are changing fast. It's exciting. Oh, that is awesome. So tell me, I know you're still working, you stayed on with First American, with Connected Investors. You used to have a course in real estate. You know, there's certain things you can do now, but I know you mentioned that you do have something for the audience. What is that? Oh yeah, this is exciting because I sold my company. I'm not allowed to sell real estate information anymore for a little while, but I am allowed to give it all away. So what I've done is I've put everything together just recently, my top real estate investing courses. 
my 12-month strategic planner to where you get to create your own roadmap to personal and financial success, access to data, all this cool stuff. And if you just shoot me an email, I'll go ahead and send it over to you. Yeah, my email is ross at successcap.com. Shoot me over an email and I can't sell it to you, but I'll give it to you. I will say one thing, just because you're getting it for free, don't devalue it, okay? Like thousands of people have paid thousands of dollars for this. Pretend you just wrote a big check for this and actually take it, go through it because you don't value what you don't pay for. But in this case, just value this, okay? Because I have sold this many, many times. Yes, for sure. It takes a lot of time, energy to put something together. So I appreciate that, Ross. Thank you so much. You guys out there, go ahead and email Ross. The email will be in the show notes as well. And you can follow him on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm going to click... My favorite is Instagram. So I'm going to click on Instagram. Let me see if I follow you, Ross. Oh, I do not, man. I'm so sorry. Well, actually, I must need to update the notes because I am not on any social media. You are not. Oh, Connected Investors. That's what I saw. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. So that's the one we want to do, Connected Investors for Instagram. So I'm definitely following you there. You also got TikTok, Connected Investors, Facebook, Connected Investors, LinkedIn, Connected Investors. So just follow that as well to get some more updates. Ross, I'm going to scoot into my favorite part of the show here in a minute, but let me know if there's anything else that we missed that maybe you want to hit on. Yeah, just super quick. After I sold my company, I started an amazing nonprofit in affordable housing. It's called Saving Homes. And the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So the first thing I've done with Saving Homes is I created a group, think tank, a mastermind of the brightest minds in real estate that are all coming together to kind of rehab affordable housing. Even that word to me just sounds like a beige hotel room. So we're doing a lot to make affordable housing exciting for people that want to be a part of it or that want to give to it or that need housing. Because let's face it, I got into real estate because it was the number one way to become a millionaire in America. It worked. However, there's another quote I never realized. Real estate home ownership is the number one way out of poverty in America. So it's really important to help people get into homes. It helps generationally. And we're doing some really cool things. We're helping save homes of people that need saving. I want to 3D print a neighborhood of affordable housing. So if you have any passion in your heart for that at all, from a volunteer perspective or donating or making introductions, email me, ross at successcap.com. And what's been so great is building this nonprofit. Everyone just wants to help. When you're building a company, it takes forever to get people to want to help you. With a nonprofit, I got people making introductions to individuals that could write $100 million checks. And our little dream team is people like Than Merrill. Some of the biggest names in real estate are coming together to give back in an industry that, that has done so much for them. So yeah, that's what I'm working on full-time now. You know what? We could have a podcast just on that. There is so much on for affordable housing. Also, a lot of people are losing their homes. That's prices are going up. Rents are going up as well. And actually, I am going to connect you with somebody whose passion is affordable housing, helping the underprivileged, things like that. And it's a foundation. It's actually SherlockHomes.org is a foundation. And I'm going to connect you with them. Please do. I have not met anybody. He was just in my house. I just had him. He stayed with me for like four or five days. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a really good friend of mine. And I did not know that you had a nonprofit or affordable. This is awesome because you start connecting folks and let's see if you guys can work on something together. So Yeah. I mean, that one connection right there could put so many people in homes. You never know. And yeah, you hear affordable housing. Usually it's affordable rentals, which is just giving money to the big Wall Street companies. At some point, all those apartment complexes will wind up at Wall Street. If not today, soon enough. So we're trying to help with home ownership, not just affordable rentals. Not that that's not important, but that's not our agenda. Well, that's awesome, Ross. I appreciate that. 
Ross at success, success cap. cap. Yes. Like a hat success cap with a C.com. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Ross. Well, I'm going to transition here to my favorite part of the show. All right. Let me know when you see my screen. This is called the naked truth roulette. So oh, I gonna, love it. We're not going to talk real estate. We're just going to talk just life, right? We're all oh, still man. normal air quotes. We're not normal, but we're just regular people. I'm going to ask you three random questions. Got nothing to do with business. So are you ready? <laughs> Let's go, man. Let's roll. All right. All so right. You got to meet somebody. You're going to be about two feet from each other for a meeting, very important meeting. And you can only do one of these two things. Do you brush your hair or do you brush your teeth? I'm going to brush my teeth because I usually wear a hat. Uh, look at that. That's, <laughs> uh, brush your teeth. That, yeah, brush, yeah, brush teeth for sure. Awesome. All right, great answer. All right. Next question for us. All right. How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? <laughs> That's a random one, but I absolutely love pineapple on pizza. It's a long story, but yes, I love pineapple on pizza. I had it on a date once and we're husband and wife now. So I'll uh, take that. Definitely. Yeah. That's definitely. so random. <laughs> yes. That is great. So it's either you hate it or you love it. Very few yeah. people like in between, right? Everybody just yeah. not like it or they like it. Awesome. Last question for Ross. Oh, look at that. Another food question. Yeah, right. Another food. Favorite food just all around. Man, I'd say probably avocado just on anything. Yeah, on anything. Awesome. Yeah, just an avocado by itself on toast, on any sandwich. I mean, yeah, it just makes everything better. All right. So you know what, Ross, I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a bonus spin because we got two food questions. Okay. So you're going to get a bonus spin. Oh man, I thought I got out easy. Oh, there we go. Super question. Do you have any tattoos? I have no tattoos. I'm too indecisive. I don't have any tattoos. I'm in my 40s and I keep thinking about getting one. I just can't decide. I just forget. I Me just, too. Me I go too, off something else. I get a new project and I just forget about the tattoo. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some tattoos together, man. <laughs> hey, just get in line and make this decision by the time you get there. How about that? It'll force you yeah. to make a decision. Yeah. So, there you go. Ross, thank you so much for being a good sport and surviving the Naked Truth Roulette. Hey, my pleasure. Good times. Awesome. Ross, well, thank you so much for being on the show. All the links and emails will be on the show notes. We have not registered at Connected Investors. Go check it out as well. Great social platform for your real estate investors. I am Javier Noho, your host. Don't lose your shirt. Just as promised, I like to give out free stuff, some tools and tips that's actually helped me in my business. There's nothing out there like getting some free stuff that people have spent a lot of time and energy in putting together. It's like a referral. Somebody asked me for an electrician. You don't know what kind of brain damage I had to go through to give you this good referral for an electrician. You got to appreciate referrals from people, okay? Because they went through a lot to find that one good person. So I'm going to give you my due diligence template for buying apartment buildings. It's attached to monday.com. It is an affiliate link, so they're going to send me a kickback. Not a lot, but a little bit. But you can either download it as an Excel or you can put it on monday.com. Monday.com is pretty cool because it's a project management platform software. It's super cool. I use it all the time for my social media, for my team tracking deals, doing tasks for everybody. It's, uh, it's actually pretty good. You can track construction. It's a project management platform. It's a really cool Monday, like the day, monday.com. So my due diligence checklist is there for free for you. This has been The Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.